Hello and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, SD Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. Today is a podcast only episode because truth be told, the week has been crazy. Um, It is Easter today as I record this. And I am recording it in between working parties where I'm dressed up as the Easter Bunny. So, um, yeah. If you don't know that about me, I have dressed up as the Easter Bunny for probably 10 years. Uh, I'm Jewish, so obviously I don't really have anything going on on Easter. So, don't feel bad for me. It's totally a good day. It's a good pay day. It's an easy day. And it's actually kind of fun too. So that is what I'm doing. And I've been thinking about a lot of things in regards to the industry. Of course, here in New York, we we're seeing things move in a positive direction slower than we might like, but it is moving in a positive direction. And with that being said, I kind of was thinking about something that comes up really often that people ask me, which is about bridal showers. And I figured I would give some insight into some ideas that people could do for their bridal showers, where they should look, um, and kind of give like (laughs) a little bit more of a a realistic situation of price-wise. Because a bridal shower is not supposed to be on the same wavelength of cost as your wedding, of course, and we all know that. But it's not always like this this cheap endeavor. And I think a lot of people have that in their head that it's not going to be so crazy expensive. But the truth the truth of the matter is that it is still it is still a cost. You know, you don't go out to a restaurant and expect the bill to be nothing. Right? Right? Am I right? So (laughs) I wanted to kind of get into talking about bridal showers because whether you're throwing it for yourself or your mom is throwing it for you or your mother-in-law is throwing it for you or your friends, you know, your bridal party is throwing it for you. um, It kind of like, you kind of need a base of where to start and maybe where to look and kind of really narrowing down your list and your search for what is appropriate for you. So here's the thing. Obviously, if you know me, you know that I work in the industry in New York. And if you didn't know this about me, you know, the fact of what I do right now, I think that what I'm about to tell you will really give a gauge of why I'm discussing bridal showers and everything like that. I have grown up in the catering world, but even more so than that, as a teenager, even into my 20s, as side gigs, I've always worked in restaurants. So I have a background also in you know, restaurant planning and serving and, um, you know, menus and pricing and that aspect of things. I'm not going to tell you I'm a genius or anything and every restaurant is different, but 
there's a lot of people who want to go the venue route even when planning their bridal showers at this point. And we're also seeing a big turn in the industry because of COVID that people want to do everything outside. (laughs) Okay. This is where I am jumping in to have something really to say. I totally understand that people want to do things outside to make their guests feel more comfortable and more safe. But here's the thing, and I always have to stand with the side of venues because as somebody who works in the venue part of the industry and as someone who has grown up working in restaurants, working in um, you know, a temple venue, and just being in and out of different venues, you know, working parties over the course of 10 plus years, actually definitely plus, I'm, I'm saying 10 as if it was only 10, but it's actually a lot more than 10. The thing that I wanted to kind of mention is that venues and restaurants, they've had to change the way they operate in regards to covid as well as everybody else. Every industry has changed because of this pandemic. And as business owners, as planners, as just people, you had to kind of roll with the punches in terms of change. And people are sitting there, you know, saying that they want to do everything outside. That's all well and good. I hear you. But Do you understand that weather is a 50-50? I mean, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to tell you something that the whole world already knows. But weather is a 50-50 shot. That's wherever you live in the world. So not just New York, which, of course, a big portion of what I talk about is New York. But it's everywhere. So when you go to plan an event and you want to do it outside, you're already risking the fact that you will need to get a tent regardless because you don't control the weather. You don't. So God forbid it rains that day, you're going to need a tent and tents cost a lot of money. Okay. They, they're not cheap. Tents are not a cheap proposition. So I wanted to first touch on that. Second, venues tend to have things that are called a site fee or an admin fee or a facility rental fee. These are all added added fees. So it's not just about having a price per person. I'm sure a lot of you have seen that when booking your weddings. I'm sure that you've seen that, you know, even let's say when you book a hotel, you don't just have that flat fee, right? You don't just have the $150, $150 for the night, right? You're subject to tax. You're subject to, you know, tipping. You're subject to administration fee. So, That was just something that I wanted to say because I think a lot of people and a lot of people that I've I've spoken to, especially over the course of this year, um, they don't see that there are those added fees in. So I, I think it makes it hard for people to budget. And I wanted this is this is where I'm tying into 
you know, planning bridal showers and some options for you that can be within your budget. Restaurants are an amazing way to go. Restaurants have typically will have a party room as well as have, you know, their regular restaurant space and they have the capability, the staff on hand, the food in-house, all of that. So you might get a deal that is more affordable for you. Now, a lot of people are starting to strike away from these traditional routes because of, you know, being COVID conscious. But the truth of the matter is that the restaurant industry has had to pivot more than every other industry in regards to safety, precaution, food handling, you know, they've had to pivot the most. So they are probably your most safe bet in terms of planning an event, you know, catering halls as well. You know, they've had to completely change the way that they operate business. Now, I'm not just saying this because I work on the venue side. I'm saying this as somebody who frequently goes out to dinner. I frequently do. Maybe, you know, everybody's got a different feel on that. But in this pandemic, when there was absolutely nothing to do, once restaurants started opening back up, one, I like to contribute my money to small business. That's something about me because I also am a small business. Two, I want to see places that I've gone to in a pre-pandemic world remain in business. And if I'm able to do that and help them and you know, help out places that I love to go to, I'm going to go do that and support them. So when I was working at the Glen Cove Mansion, um, some of you who listen to this might know that I did that. Yes, I worked for the Glen Cove Mansion for a couple years on Long Island before going to my current job. And I used to work on the side for, uh, first I worked for Mesita in Rockville Center. It's a Mexican restaurant in Rockville Center, New York. I did that on the side and they were a great, a great place to host parties. The thing is they were a full-fledged restaurant at night. So they would only do bridal showers and baby showers and things like that during the day, um, not during operating hours. I believe that it, it might be a little bit more restricted now because I think that they did open up for lunch every single day including the weekends. So I'm not really sure if they're able to accommodate that at at this point, but that was a great spot with obviously great service and awesome food. Another option, um, when I was working at the Glencoe Mansion after I was no longer with Mesita, just due to, um, you know, logistics of, of time, I started working for the View Grill in Glen Cove, which is run by Chef uh, Janine Demena. And one, the food is fantastic. The ambiance is awesome for a party. They have indoor and outdoor seating, should it be a nice day. And they have a few different rooms to work with when, when having an event. So whether you have you know, a birthday party, a bridal shower, a baby shower, a communion, you know, they have the space for that. Of course, um, we're still operating on a 
a smaller percentage of guests that are allowed to go. I know different parts of the country are kind of operating a little differently, but here in New York, we still are under plenty of restrictions. But I, the View Grill one, it's just such an amazing option, and I I will post pictures of all of these places. Um, Chat Noir in Rockville Center, that's another great one. The reason I'm saying this is because I don't think that everybody understands the financial obligation for having an event outside and what that truly entails and the sometimes the stress and the headache and the stress and the headache are worth it when you understand the industry when you don't really work in the industry and you don't really understand what needs to be provided not provided if you do an outdoor backyard event yes that is an awesome idea. It gives you that open air feel, which could be a little, make your guests feel a little bit more comfortable. I I totally understand that. But with that, you're also, you have a big financial obligation of bringing in every piece of glassware, every piece of flatware, every piece of china, um, making sure that you have a tent and then you're opening up your home to having all these people kind of inside and outside of your home in regards to restrooms and things like that. Now, of course, if you're having a smaller shower, maybe this is that isn't too too big of a deal. But I think when you're having about 50 plus people, it becomes a lot to do at your home and to keep it on budget. Tents could range anywhere from you know, $1,000 to $20,000, depending what you do. Um, rentals, same thing. It, it ends up adding up to being a big expense. Now, listen, if you have the budget to do it, don't let me stop you. Do what you want to do. I'm all for a luxurious backyard event. But I think sometimes people automatically assume that doing it in your backyard is cheaper And I am here to tell you that that is the exact opposite. And I'm also here to tell you that sometimes going to a restaurant will be able to give you that same, you know, private feeling that you're looking for to celebrate. And it will be just as safe because all of these restaurants have had to change the protocols of what they do to meet New York State standards. And I'm talking for New York, but... I do believe that all over the country and probably all over the world has been seeing this and dealing with this as well and had to change a lot of their policies. People in masks, people in gloves, you know, um, we can't here in New York, we can't just do past hors d'oeuvres anymore. It just doesn't, it's not, it's not, you know, considered you know, pandemic friendly. So you need to change the way that you operate bar service and operate cocktail hour service. And, you know, I I guess just after talking to a bunch of people about this and about showers is I would like to see business stay within going, going to doing a party at a private room in a restaurant, doing it at a venue, because 
they've had to go through all this training to accommodate the new normal that we see. So that was just kind of like my little like spiel on bridal showers. And I did want to just touch on a few different COVID restrictions that have been lifted. Um, I have been very fortunate that um, life has been very busy for me. Work has been busy. I'm happy to be back doing what I love to do. Um, And I'm looking forward to a very busy and prosperous 2021 wedding season. Um, You know, one, God is good. Two, I'm excited. I I feel inspired, which... If all of you know me, you know that's not it's not too hard to inspire me for more. But there's there are a lot of changes in the industry and we are seeing a lot of things move in a proactive arena. I I do see it moving in a positive direction. Um something that I learned not this past week but the week before, first you needed Um, to show proof of vaccine or a negative COVID test for events, you know, above 50 people. Now, under 100 people, you don't need to show that. Now, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. So anybody who wants to have an opinion on what I think on this, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying I think that due to more people getting vaccinated um, and seeing kind of a decline in COVID rates, we are moving in a positive direction in regards to the wedding industry. We also are seeing it where arenas are starting to open up at, you know, a certain capacity. Um, I believe it was 10% or 20%. I think it's a little bit more now, but don't quote me on that. I haven't been to an arena in quite some time, and I do miss it. But something um, that we see is that more people are able to get vaccinated, and with people getting vaccinated, we're able to kind of open up the window to maybe getting back into uh, some normalcy in the wedding industry. Um And that goes for everything that goes for all of your pre-wedding events, your bridal showers, your bachelorette parties. You know, we used to obviously have these big bachelorette parties of going to Miami or going to Nashville or doing this or doing that. And um, the year 2020 didn't see all of that. And I'm hoping, I'm feeling pretty hopeful that for the year 2022, we're really going to feel somewhat back on track. Now, in I'm all about the wedding and I'm all I'm all about those things and this is just a little side note because I have to add it in because this is just me as a person I'm all for the wedding I'm all for you know wanting to do it big and do it how you want it to be but I'm also about if you love someone and you love like you and your significant other you're engaged and you're planning to get married and this and that I'm all for get married start the next chapter together Because the wedding is one thing, and I think we talk so much about that on here, but 
it's funny and I've had this talk with a bunch of people. If you know me, I'm very traditional in a lot of ways. I'm unconventional in certain ways, that's for sure, but I'm traditional in a lot of ways. And I believe that no matter what, like your wedding day should be such a fun day of your life and I I agree with that, but the most important thing is your marriage. And you know, being with somebody who makes you happy, who makes you feel good, who supports you, who's your biggest cheerleader. And if you have that, you already have everything. So keep that in mind. And if you are set to get married in this year and it's a little crazy, you know, my feeling, my personal feeling, and I'm giving the advice that I would honestly take myself, get married and do it. Because you you only live once. We see that life is so short. And start that next chapter with the person that you love. So I know everybody comes on and listens to this podcast. And usually I have, you know, a topic at hand. And here I have several topics at hand on my Easter Sunday. Which really isn't my Easter Sunday. Because, like, I'm just finishing up Passover over here. But, um... I do think that the industry is moving in a positive direction. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling inspired. I have a big project coming up um, for the vendors of the podcast. We'll see, hopefully, at the end of the week. But something else that I want to touch on is that if you didn't already watch my video from last week's episode with Amanda Crowley, the Pearl Girl, um, you definitely have to go and watch it. And you have to head over to my Instagram to uh, like and post and repost and all of that jazz um, for our giveaway that we are giving out this week. Um, it is one of my bride tender boxes. Yes, I uh, I created a bride tender box. It has a few things in there. Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Uh, and I'm excited because for the first time, it is my first piece of bride tender merch. Woo woo. Yeah, you heard that right. That's my first thing that I'm doing. Um, I have a lot of things in the midst that I'm excited for. And I have an awesome, awesome guest coming on in the next few weeks. And we're talking about... We're talking about bridal gear. We're talking about wedding dresses. And uh, there will be a video to follow that. So I will leave it at that uh, for you guys to get excited for. And, you know, that's really it. You know, the wedding industry is insane right now. But people are getting married. It is busy. People are booking. People are booking short term. I'm used to seeing people booking a year and a half to two years out, which if you know me, I don't recommend. I recommend doing it sooner. I mean, that's just me. I recommend doing it sooner. You love someone, start that next chapter. Not not just for that, but also... Um, we're here to help you save a buck and the shorter and the shorter time that you book, the better deals you can get. You heard that here first. I know firsthand because I've been doing this a long time. And if you book in a shorter window, you're able to get a better deal. You book farther out, you're not going to get as good of a deal. And you the thing is, if you book in a shorter amount of time, Yes, you have to pay more money up front, but you're saving money in the long run. If you book long term out, you are paying less money up front. You are paying more money on the back end. So 
that's my spiel because I wouldn't be me if I wasn't on here telling you how to save save a dollar um, and telling you to start start your life with the person that you love. Two things that I just love to talk about. Um, saving money and starting your life. So <laughs> actually not starting your life. I'm sorry. That was the wrong words. Living your life. Living your best life. There you go. Um, next couple weeks are going to be really good. Have some awesome people coming on. Have some good things to look forward to. And I am excited to share that with all of you and for all of you to continue on this journey. This is my first episode back into year two of The Bride Tender. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I can't believe that a year has flown by. But then again, we have all lived this year in this pandemic and um, it's insane. But the world is getting vaccinated. Things are starting to look up. The weather is starting to get warm. I'm feeling better about things and um, inspired and excited and, you know, over the top. But that's just me. That's just me normally. So until next week, um, please go follow me on Instagram at the bride tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your special day. And of course, um, following the best in the business to execute your wedding. Uh, it, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I'm sorry that there's not a video today, but you know, like me, true fashion, I'm actually doing this from my car in the middle of parties that I'm dressing up as the Easter Bunny because you know what? Um, the hustle is real and so am I. So, um, until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.